further. Amen. And uh, I was talking with one of the young men in the church, and he was saying how he's really digging into his assignment. And I hope there are others of you who are digging into your assignment. Is this is this helping? It is. Okay. Are you moving toward? Are you making progress? Sometimes progress can't be seen, right? You plant something, uh, plant a tree, or plant something. The roots go down first, and sometimes we can't see because nothing has come to the surface yet. But you got to tell me, are the roots going down? Or do I need to go on to something else? Are we wasting time? Y'all, I heard two people say, no, sir. Them two people, y'all just want to meet with me? I said, are we wasting time? Okay. Is this helping anybody? Okay. I know what God told me to do, but sometimes we can go longer or shorter on something. You know, when Paul went to a city in Acts, he stayed there because... Those people were listening and learning. There's another city Jesus went to, um, city of Gadara, and they asked him to leave. He would have stayed there longer, yeah, but he wasn't making no headway. So they asked him to leave because they loved their pigs more than Jesus. And he cast a demon out in the pigs, and they like, man, you messing up our business over here. So Jesus was bad for business. So they asked him to leave. So, you know, we can we can go on to something else. But if how many of y'all are committed to finding, following, and fulfilling your assignment? Anybody? Okay. Now at some point, everybody put your hands back up. Okay. So at some point, you know, <laughs> at some point, there's gonna be some accountability. Yes. Like, what did you do? Did you do anything? Because we can talk about this. Like, and so we're in 2021. Yeah. Can I, can I use uh, my, my future telling abilities? Can I use, you can put your hands down. Some of y'all are so obedient. Y'all have it up the whole service. Amen. But. I'm going to tell the future. So this year, on December 31st, it's going to be 1159, and Christians in this room are going to be shouting about 2022, the year that I'm really going to do, uh, we're going to rhyme it for something, and we're going to get real excited about 2022. And we're going to shout, and you know how we do, shout and run around church, all of that, but didn't do nothing in 2021. We did the same thing in 2020 at the end. We did the same thing in 2019. Kept talking about what we're going to do, all the weight we're going to lose, and all the money we're going to make. In 2017, we did the same thing. Have you done anything yet, though? Thank you. Out of the mouths of a babe. Only one going to tell the truth. I'm getting my Boaz this year and still single. How many years you said that? Start my business this year. 
Oh, baby, this year we're going to get a house. Still in the apartments. Y'all, at some point, y'all, you got to get up and get out and do. Do you know how many people walk around with degrees and no job, no money? They went to school. They earned it, the degree or the certification. They're just not doing nothing with it. And your church has become a place of the academic where we sit and learn and we take notes and we do all that stuff. And then, you know, our kind of church, we talk about the degree. Yeah, yeah, woo, yeah, woo, that was good. Wow, woo. And then you get a good point and then people go, all that stuff. All that stuff we do. You know, the women with the hanger. <laughs> and just get excited. Y'all, I don't care about that stuff no more. I, we've done that stuff. We shouted out of hoop, priest in 20 keys, you know, hey, hey, won't he do it? Hey, all that. And it's okay to celebrate. But what we celebrating? Mediocrity. Failure. Slowfulness. Sleepiness. Lethargy. Keep celebrating, folks. Fantasizing about the same stuff year after year. So, y'all, we're in a capsule called 2021 right now. How about put a demand on this year? Because as you can see, are we, are we mental? Nothing magical happens at the turning of a year. There's nothing magical. You just don't lose 50 pounds because it turned a year. You got to be serious about what you're doing. Somebody say amen. I'm starting my catering business. You ain't, you ain't catered for nobody. So you got to put a demand on what it is because you already, God has already put the demand on you. All right? So we're going to, let me switch. Let me switch? Okay. Take some of that ambiance out a little bit. Thank you. All right, so let's get your Bible. Wonder where we're going tonight. Anybody know? Tell me where we go. Oh, Matthew 25. Okay, tell me. Teach me. Matthew 25. Amen. Matthew 25. And we start at what, what verse? Huh? What verses? 14? Yeah. I was, I was over at the barbershop school. I was talking to the owner, and we started talking about it. He said, is that in the Bible? He said, where is it? Wrote it down. Y'all, people want to know this stuff. All right. We talked about last week, what? What do you know? People say they don't know their son, but there's some stuff you do know. Right? Okay, so number one, and anybody that's new or online or whatever, we start with knowing what first. Are you born again? 
If you got doubts about that, we can help you. We can help you with being born again. We were, we were on uh, doing our old old school gospel last night, Levi Two King, and he that was one of the songs he introduced by Hezekiah. Walker. You must be born again. You notice you notice the new gospel songs they don't talk about that. <laughs> talk about the rapture. They don't talk about nothing. It ain't gospel anymore. Uh, my son corrects it. It's, it's called inspirational Christian contemporary. <laughs> but you must be born again, right? So let's start there. Let's start there. Are you sure you were born again? Do you have evidence of being born again? And we wrote a book about it called the SAT. If you don't have it, you can get that book, right? And it'll take you right through it. Yeah, you do the uh, SAT online and you get a free ebook of the SAT. You got it? All right, number two. What's the next thing you need to know? Have you been baptized in the Holy Ghost? Why is that essential? Well, because Jesus, after he was resurrected from the dead, what did he tell the disciples to go do? Go make disciples? Did he? Yeah. He now, he said, go to Jerusalem. That was the first thing he told him to do. Right. And wait till you do the power. And then after, the, after that, then go and make disciples. You can't do anything in your assignment, generally speaking, uh, productive with, with, for God. Really, I mean, really, I, I just, maybe you could do some, a little bit, but. You're going to be hard-pressed to me. I don't know how you can do it without the Holy Ghost. I just don't know how you can do it. It's information you need. It's power you need. You need to be able to, you know, cast out some devils. You know, you need the word of knowledge. You need the word of wisdom. You, I mean, you need the power of God to really carry out your assignment uh, in the capacity that God wants you to carry it out. All right. So number one. Find out if you're born again. If you are sketchy about that, go back. Go through the Roman road of salvation. Understand it. Understand there's nothing that you can do. You're justified by faith. By, by, uh, yeah, you're justified by faith. By faith, by grace through faith are we saved, right? So it's, it's not based on what you do. It's based on what you believe. And if you really believe, you'll have corresponding action because Faith without works is dead. You're not saved by works. You're saved by faith. But that faith produces works, which is the evidence that you had the faith in the first place. And I can't say that again. So somebody say amen. amen. All right. Secondly, do you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you have it? Baptist people, son of a preacher, look over here. Do you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Are you sure? And what evidence you got? Because if you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're going to have one of them nine gifts operate. Quiet on that. If you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're going to have one of the nine of those gifts in operation. All right, so you got to make sure. 
Make sure. Somebody say amen. Hard pressed for to believe that a lot of people got the Holy Ghost, said they got the Holy Ghost. Because what's the first word, Christiana, in Holy Ghost? Holy. You're not even living holy. Tell me, I'm sure I got the Holy Ghost. Crickets, 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 crickets. The first word in Holy Ghost is holy. Somebody say amen. First thing the Lord said that the Holy Spirit is going to do, it's going to convict the world of what? Sin. So how in the world all these people talking about the Holy Ghost, singing about the Holy Ghost, preaching about the Holy Ghost, and they got no holiness in their life. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is probably going to produce what? Holiness. Yes? So make sure you got the Holy Ghost. All right. Number three, what was the next question? Do you know what? Do you know the basics of the assignment in which the basics is what? We talked about it. Right? The Great Commission, Genesis 5.20. Start there. We want to know all the big deal. Yeah? God does not work like that. He never has. He's going to give you something general, and he's going to go from general to specific. Okay. Can you follow? Can you get excited about Matthew 28 and 19? Let's go there. Matthew 28, 19. Can you get excited about that first? Because that's part of the issue. We want all this great big old ministry. But y'all, and I'm telling you right here, most of you going to make an F in this class right here. You're going to keep repeating. Because in God's kingdom, there is no social promotion. He's not going to promote you beyond the level that you have achieved and graduated. There is no, man, he's too old. We might really bump him up to sixth grade. No, <laughs> you're not going to do it. And I'm going to explain this to you by example. This is true. Go you therefore and teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. When you truly get saved and you get filled with the Holy Ghost, y'all, that's the first thing you're going to do. When I was six, I gave my life to Christ. At the age of seven, Pastor Gould baptized me. Uh, Sister Gould laid hands I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it was with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Mama, I started witnessing the neighborhood. It was just automatic. I started knocking on doors in our apartment complex. My mama didn't know it. She thought I was outside playing. I was going door to door, going inside of people's houses, leading them to Christ. Shouldn't have been doing that. Probably wouldn't be doing that these days. Wouldn't recommend it. But y'all, I had the Holy Ghost. I wasn't just Baptist saved. I got the Holy Ghost itself. And that's the first thing he's going to tell you. Y'all, and if there's no compelling to do that, man, I I go back to salvation and do I got, am I really saved? Am I really better? Because I'm going to tell you this. 
True, even true salvation will spark that. The insatiable need to man, I got to tell somebody. So everybody wants to know their big assignment. Let's start off with the general assignment. The general assignment is, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jenna, look up the words to tell them the lyrics. So when I was a little boy, I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I got saved. I knew I was saved. Then I got baptized the Holy Ghost. And somebody gave me Andre Crouch record, London Live. And this girl named Danabelle Hall sung it, and it was a song called Tell Them. And it's seven. Not because I was a preacher. I wasn't a preacher yet. I wasn't fivefold. But because I was saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, I would cry, listen to that song. Tell them. Tell them. You got them? What did the, what did the, what did the lyrics say? Read, read the lyrics. Turn the mic on. Tell them even if they don't believe you. Just tell them. Even if they don't receive you. Oh, tell them for me. Tell them for me, please. Please tell them for me. Tell them that I love them and I came to let them know. Tell them when it seems you are forsaken. Just tell them. Though it seems you are earthly shaken. Oh, tell them for me. Tell them for me, please. Please tell them for me. Tell them that I love them and I came to let them know. Tell that lonely man who walks the cold streets all alone. Seven, I'm crying at the, on, by this part of the song. See, you're too hard. Y'all got to get your heart soft in the back up. Amen. What's hardening your heart? Huh? Get your heart soft. Get your heart soft. See, I got saved, man. And I had the Holy Ghost. And I listen to the song, and I weep, and I say, God, Help me to tell them. Help me tell somebody else. Help me to help me. Just everywhere I went. Did your heart ever bleed for the loss? And y'all, we're dealing with a lot of dead Christians. I'm going to tell you, they just dead. No heart, no compassion for nobody. We've let the, 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 the weight of the world harden our hearts. But y'all, go you there for and teach all the nations. Y'all remember Lester Summerall's? Y'all remember? What happened when he got the baptism of the Holy Ghost? His heart got soft, didn't it? And, and he saw the world. Y'all, you got to go through that stage as a Christian or you're going to be stuck on first, not even first base, you're going to be stuck in the dugout. Because you're not going to really do anything and your life is really not going to count. Not really. You might raise your children, make a few dollars, do your little business, whatever, but your life is not going to count like God wanted to count. God got major plans for you. So if God says, I know the plans I have for you, have God ever had small plans? 
He had a plan to make solar system. Was that small? <laughs> plan for Jesus to come and die for the whole world. Was that small? Plan to start the church that changed the whole world. Was that small? To build the ark. Was that small? Like, there's no plans that he have that are small. So if you're living a small, mediocre life with no supernatural really on your stuff, y'all, you're not even in the game. You're not in it. And it's, it's, it's that, that, that realization that drives me to preach this and to teach this and to really want you to get it. Because, y'all, to live a life going through the things that we have to go through in life and all of the vicissitudes of life and the pandemics and all the stuff, the evil stuff is going on, y'all, and not, number one, know your purpose, know your assignment. Number two, have, don't have the Holy Ghost, don't really have no power, and, you know, and just walking around, like, I, I don't even, I don't remember a life like that. I just don't. Because I had the Holy Ghost since I was seven. But I started right here with evangelism. We're really loving people into the kingdom, warning them, seeing the, young, the old man under the bridge and wanting to go talk to him. And you know, the thing about children, there's no fear. I had no fear. Had no fear going to buy a house. Had no fear talking to black people, white people, grown men, grown women. And many of them would weep. They would bow and weep and cry and accept Jesus Christ at the age of seven. So all I'm saying to you guys is that's the first level. That's where you start. And you don't need a lot of classes on evangelism to do it. So amen's on that. <laughs> yeah. What about that woman at the well? Huh? Huh? What about the woman at the well? She's messing with everybody's husband. She'd probably be called a home wrecker, right? Women didn't like her. That's why she was at the well by herself. But she was so moved by that experience she had with Jesus. She won a whole city. She won a whole city. So go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This is level one. So if you know you're saved, you know you're filled with the Holy Ghost, let's do this. Or we can wait to 2021, December 31st. What are we doing that for? We happy about another year we're not going to do what God told us to do? Because here it is. Your secret desires, those things that really in there is going to fulfill you, they will not be unlocked until you start doing what God wants you to do. Most people, even definitely sinners and stuff, they don't even understand the joy. They, they just don't. You know, I watched a documentary on uh, The Last Dance, Michael Jordan. Saw a very successful man. I saw a man that had accomplished a lot of stuff, that still had a drive, that still had regrets. Man, maybe I should have 
He should have done another year or whatever. I didn't see a man full of joy, though. Did you? I didn't see nobody that, that, that was like, man, I'm fulfilled because I done changed lives. See, the thing about it is when you fulfill everything that you think you want to do, like, y'all, at the end, it's empty because it's only fulfilling a lust. It's a foolish lust. It's a worldly lust. It's a fleshly lust. It's a lust of your eye. That's all it is. And lust cannot be satisfied. <laughs> Ooh, I'm teaching so good today. The thing you think you really want. Right? And y'all, we got an example of it in the room. All right? And not saying that married people are unhappy and all that. But seeing, seeing people like, man, if I can just get married. Like, I get, like dude, that ain't going to, you're going to be married. I mean, it's Okay. But it ain't going to solve all the world's problems, all your, just fulfill everything in your own life and mine. No. It's a mirage, as Bug Bunny said. You know what a mirage is? And you're in the desert and it's hot. And look, the heat make it look like there's some water down there that's going to really satisfy you. Then when you get down there, it ain't nothing but some old sand. Everything, y'all, can, can you take from me? I've had a little bit of almost anything you can think of. You want to talk about fame and people knowing who you are? Y'all, it, it, I'm telling you, drive whatever car you want that had that. Way before this. In the 2000s, I was driving a $30,000 car, which is big money back then, 1998, 98. It don't matter, y'all. It don't matter. All the, whoever, I mean, you know. I thought, boy, if I marry this beautiful girl, they just, yeah, that's it. And I, I married her, she, she is beautiful, but you know. It's, it's more. To, it's more. <laughs> Thank God for it. Grow up watching the show. If I can have family big like the cop show, we have fun. We do. We do. We do it. We have some moments. It's like, man, God, what we missing? But y'all, it does not fulfill what God put in me as my assignment. Y'all, a bird's got wings because they got to fly. Fish got gills because they got to swim. Do you understand? You got to fulfill. And y'all, what I sense in the church is almost like going to the zoo and you see the lion. Y'all, that lion ain't like real lions. In the zoo. Even though I, they just be sitting there like, he ran up to the, that ain't a real lion. He's been taken out of his habitat. He, he, his nature is to hunt. His assignment is to hunt. 
He can't hunt anymore. They bring him his food. It's already dead. Already prepared. Yeah? Man, go on out to the jungle, though, and find the real Leo the lion. He not going to play with your monkey self. You understand what I'm saying? Because he out there fulfilling his assignment, and he like it. And he's the most fulfilled when he's standing over a prey with the blood of the prey on his mouth. Because that's what he was created to do. What were you created to do? And most people don't know. Okay? So number one, number one, number one. Let's just start, start simple. I'm created as a Christian to go out and multiply more Christians. Let's go to Acts 1 and 8. Acts 1 and 8. Just walk you through it, guys. Y'all, because I can, I can go deep, deep, deep. I got some more points tonight. But y'all, here's, okay, bro. Help me out. All right. So, so we can go deep tonight. Or we can get y'all moving. You know, and, and we, we slowly getting some of it. But we need more. But I, but you should receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost. Number one, you have no holiness and then you have no power. Because power is coming after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I would say, people say, well, you was going to be a preacher anyway. No, it, I, but I, I was abnormal as a seven-year-old going and having that, that zeal and ability, because power is ability, to witness and win people to Christ. Because that's the other thing. You, y'all say, well, I just can't get it. You don't have no power. <laughs> if you can't win a person to Christ, you know, in a year, you powerless. I be talking to people. Okay, stop talking to people. Don't talk to nobody else. Because you keep failing, right? Because they, they're not coming. Because you can't, you, you know, people. Not, well, it's the people. It's not the people. It's you. Stop witnessing. Stop talking. Don't hear nobody no more tracks. Guess what you need to be every time we say, do you need the Holy Ghost? You need to be right down here getting the Holy at home. Reading Kenneth Hagin book, How to Be Filled with the Holy Ghost. Because the evidence that you got the Holy Ghost is number one, some holiness, and number two, you're going to get some power. And power is the ability to successfully do something. Huh? If me and Brother Israel's in here arm wrestling and and I lost, I, I didn't have enough what? Power. Every time you witness the people, it don't ever work. You ain't got enough power. Hello? Go get you some power and folks going to start getting saved. Go get you some power and you're going to be in the restaurant. Somebody's going to have cancer and they're going to be dressed regular and they're going to have long hair and you're going to say, do you have cancer? Because God's going to tell you that so that you can reach them so that you can get them saved. You're going to have some power. 
You sure you got the Holy Ghost? Well, you got some holiness and then you got some power. Y'all, the Bible is very simple. You shall receive power of the Holy Ghost come for you and you shall be witnesses. Y'all, this is a part of all of your, our assignment. That's what I'm saying. Nobody gets out of this. Did Lester Summerall get out of this? No. What about Ken Hagen when God raised him up off the bed? He said, every, say, when he got up, everywhere he went, he told people about Jesus. He wasn't a pastor yet. He wasn't a preacher yet. Everybody I know that did something great for God, they started out just being excited about Jesus, telling folks about Jesus. Billy Graham, he worked for Christ for the nation, just working with youth, you know, telling people about Jesus. You should receive power after the Holy Ghost coming by you, and you should be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. You going. He's sending you. You're going to want to go. It's not like, oh. all right, y'all, we're going to Walmart. Oh. No, you're going to want to go. And then when you go, you're going to have some power. Now, not going to embarrass nobody or pump nobody up. So we've gone to Walmart. But the people with the power were the ones that got the people. And some of them people are here right now. Some of them people got baptized. Some of them people joined the church. Because some people had power. It had nothing to do with personality. One of the shyest people in our church, they're getting the most people saved and discipling them right now. Very soft-spoken, timid. It don't have nothing to do with that. Your charisma, your ability to do so, it don't have nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do, did you... Did, 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 did you get power? Yes. <laughs> did you get some? Because I, I think we got a couple of different versions of the Holy Ghost. But my Holy Ghost, I got, he got some power. So a lot of people claim the Holy Ghost ain't got no power. Ain't got no holiness. Dude, if you got the Holy Ghost, you ain't got no power. Like, you ain't got no holiness. You ain't got nothing. Hello? It's like, man, I got a good car. All right, well, well come on, let's go. It won't crank, though. Okay, I'm going to help it crank. I, I know how to crank it. Okay, when we get cranked, the tires, it don't have no tires. Thought you had a good car, bro. You don't have a good car. Come on, somebody. Either your car crank and run or it's not a good car. How many of y'all say that? It's the same thing. You don't have no Holy Ghost and don't have no holiness and don't have no power. And when I tell you, I say it's been a year, why you ain't got nobody? Oh, I be, I be, I be talking to people, Pastor, and, and I, I just don't, I, you don't have no power. Come on, somebody. And those guys that was over there, over, overseas, where the witch doctors and stuff, they kept sending the missionaries over there. The missionaries were supposed to come over there and get help. 
The missionaries was dying, getting sick, couldn't even help themselves. And that man said, don't send no more missionaries from America over here without the Holy Ghost. We need people with power over here to break the power of darkness. When you're witnessing the people, when you're sharing your faith with people, you are actually coming up against the gates of hell and you are breaking the power of darkness. If you don't have enough power to break the power of darkness over there, they're going to promise you 10 times a Sunday. They come in the church. They're going to promise you. They're going to call. They're going to promise you all this and that. But you didn't have no power to break the power of darkness. You got to break the power of darkness over them. And y'all, that is your first assignment that's all of our assignment are you going to be faithful over that or are you when Jesus come back and he holds you accountable you're going to say okay God you gave me Acts 1 8 and I buried it and it's right here same as you gave it to me did not multiply so we talking about what do you know Let's go back to uh, uh, Matthew 25. And I'm almost done tonight. Because I really want let, to, let, we, we can get into all the ethereal, the big, big, big stuff. But y'all, why are we going to talk about all the big stuff and we're not even doing level one stuff? Well, Pastor, we need 12 weeks on how to do it. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You need some power. <laughs> That's what you need. Because that power is going to motivate you. I hope I ain't boring nobody now. <laughs> All right. 25. Look at it. It said, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling for a country. We read all of that. So we know all of that, right? So then let's go to that verse <laughs> where, where the guy started talking. <laughs> yeah, verse 24. And then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid, and I went and did not do what you told me to do. See, I want you to see this. He went. Is that action? To go is action. Then he say, he hid. Is, is hiding, is that, is that work? Yeah. The Bible said he buried it. It, it said he dug earlier in the, in the scripture. He dug. He did it work as to not produce. So this is what has happened, and I'm not, I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but I want you to understand what happened in our churches. So we came up with all these different programs, though. Painting with a twist, and, you know. We got the church book club. We got tea for the ladies at church. and There's nothing wrong with that stuff per se. But y'all, we weren't doing what God told us to do. So then we glummed up all the time on all this other stuff. So now, we can't even do that, Pastor. We got 10 more meetings. We got a cotillion. We got a church fashion show. We got, 
We got an 80s dance. 80s night. I don't know how you do 80s night. Unless you play in commission and Yolanda Adams from the 80s. I don't know. No, they be Prince and Michael Jackson dressed up like Boy George at the churches. <laughs> Playing Come Come Communion and stuff. So we left. So, so y'all, this is what I'm saying. This guy wasn't inactive. He was doing something, but he wasn't doing what God told him to do. And Jesus called him wicked and he called him lazy. Now let's identify this guy's weakness. Number one. Number one. We can see. What's, just call it out. We're in school. What's one weakness we can clearly see this guy has? He has fear. He has fear. So guess what? Y'all, when you are going to do your assignment, all right, number one, number one, you got to face your fear. See, facing your fear is boot camp. You know, when you're in the army, like, you got to climb over these walls. Like, man, I'm scared of height. Bro, you better get up there. Or you got to overcome that just off gate. That, like that's, you're not even in combat. You're not nowhere near a weapon. Can you climb the wall and trust you do? Hello? In your training, you overcome fear. How are you going to go speak in front of 10,000 people and and you can't even go witness to somebody and win one person in the year. And y'all, when it all boiled down, all excuses boiled down to, you, you know what I hear? <laughs> There's an episode of Everybody Hates Chris. And uh, they have him, they have a guy describing the suspect. And they say, uh, he was tall, he was about five foot nine, he had on a... Uh, a red shirt, and he had on some brown trousers, and uh, he, he walked with a limp, and this that. Now, you know, everybody has kids always pushing in on like the racism stuff. So it was a white cop. He said, the white cop heard it like this. He was black, and he was black, and he was black, and he's black, black, and he was black, and he had on a black, and he was wearing a black, and then, uh, oh yeah, and he, he walked with a black, right? So, let me tell you how I hear y'all with all excuses. You know, well, they was, they was this and that, and I called them twice, and they never showed up, and I tried to reach out, and I tried to witness people. All I hear is, I'm scared. I'm a scaredy cat. I'm afraid. I'm scared to do it. I'm, I'm shaking in my boots. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Oh, yeah, one more thing, Pastor. I'm really afraid. That's all it is, man. You got to overcome your fear. Now, people that are afraid, they do a lot more than people that aren't afraid. Let's, let's deal with the people that's afraid of germs. I mean, really hyper afraid of germs. Do they do a lot more than people that ain't afraid of germs?
Fear will have you doing too much of the wrong activity to overcompensate for not doing the right activity. Your business, your activity has nothing to do with if you are in God's assignment or not. There are a lot of Christians that are busy doing Christian stuff, the godly stuff. I got this devotion. I got this prayer group. Now I got to get on this other prayer group. And I got to do this and that. And then we're going down to the restaurant with single women and all that. Yeah, all that stuff is good and dandy. But y'all, did we do anything with what God gave us because he expects us to have dominion and to multiply? For the kingdom. So it could it be all his activity. And it's funny, Regina, because you can get people really excited about certain things in the church. Y'all, let's have a fashion show for the girl. Oh, I know pastor, and we can decorate it like this, and we can rent that out, and we can have the little flowers and blah, 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 and then they can come in, and then we can get real excited about carnal stuff. Yeah. But we're going to go down to Joe V's and win some people first before we do that. I'll be there for the, for the fashion show set up. Christians, people that belong to God. But it's a good thing because we're doing it for the church. And so we fool ourselves because, well, I'm, I'm doing it for the church. What are you doing for the kingdom? Yeah? You got to face your fears, y'all. And if fear is not your weakness, whatever your weakness is, you got to face it. Can I read this to you? Huh? When you are uncommon and are going to do great things for God or in life or whatever, uncommon men are always aware of their weaknesses. Take your weaknesses to God and God will remedy your weakness. Now we know we haven't been given a spirit of what? Fear. But a, a power of love. Power, there it is again. That should be producing, right? But, you know, even Moses, he went to God. And he was like, man, fear wasn't his weakness per se, but he had a stuttering problem. He could not talk straight. And nowhere in the Bible does it ever say he got healed of that. Now, on the Hollywood Moses movies, who's talking to Pharaoh? Moses. That is not how it went in the Bible. He told Aaron, tell Pharaoh, you know Aaron. Hey, Pharaoh, that's Aaron. Aaron was doing the talking. God gave him what he needed to remedy his weakness. Somebody say Amen. The widow of Zarephath, she was in a famine. She was overwhelmed. She said she's going to eat this stuff and die. But the prophet said, don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. God supported her in her weakness, right? And basically, 
she had the seed that, the, you know, she had some oil, you know, and they go borrow vessels, don't borrow a field, right? And Elijah put her in the oil business. Right? Here's the wisdom key, changed my life. You know, we were talking today uh, to the, the business owner. He was saying the same thing. You know, I got barbers, man. They, they come in, but they don't finish. And this and that. He said, what is it? He said, I said, man, first of all, people don't live by principles. Y'all, principles never change, and they're true. Here's a true principle. There's something in your hand that you already have. People are always trying to go get what they don't have. There's something you already have that will produce the future you always wanted. Something you already possess. I don't have enough. We was talking about that at, at, at father-in-law's. This is the black man flaw. I want all the black men to listen to me. <laughs> the weakness of black men is not that, that we don't have great ideas. I've heard so many great ideas of black men. Man, if I can do this, I can do that, I'm going to do that, isn't that, right? So I'm a fixing to God. Uh, if, I, if I had this, I could do that. The flaw is always, <laughs> they got the idea, Brother Tyrell, but they need 5000 of your dollars. See, I got, I got the plan, bro. All I need is a little support. Bro, I support you. What, 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 what you need? You pass off some flyers? Bro, I, I need about $5,000. Bro, you need more than some support. Come on, somebody. You need a bank loan. I want you to listen to this. Because, see, that's the excuses we give for not fulfilling our dream. Let's say Tyrell, my brother, and let's say I think he got that kind of money. Tyrell be like, hey, bro, I can't give you no 5000 I got a family. Now, for 20 more years now, Nelly, the reason I couldn't succeed is because black people don't stick together. And I went to Tyrell, my brother. We was raised up in the same house. And he had the five thought he wouldn't get. See, Mexicans, they stick together. <laughs> so, mama, the reason I can't make it for 20 years is because my brother Tyrell refused to give me $5,000. That's how we think. But God has given us everything we need. Let me ask you one more time. Did you get the Holy Ghost, though? See, if I got the Holy Ghost, I don't need Tyrell money. Come on, somebody. Because God's going to give me the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, how I can go get it if I got the right uh, agenda in the first place, which is to seek first the kingdom. I'm going to get the money. How many of y'all know some black men with a bunch of ideas? Come on. And then the punchline is always, but bro, if we can just come together as a family, and y'all just, everybody give me $2,000, I'd have the $20,000 I need. (laughs) 
to start the barbecue banana business. And we're gonna, we just gonna start with bananas, but we're gonna barbecue all kind of fruit, bro. Ain't nobody did that before. There's a reason ain't nobody barbecued fruit before. Smoke fruit. <laughs> yeah, smoked apples, smoke, man, you can get smoked plums over here. Hickory flavored. You see what I'm saying? Like, y'all, think about black men. How many of us know people like that? Black women. How many of us know people like that? We got uncles, brothers, some, somebody, always some scheme for somebody else to help them. No, you already got everything you need. I want you to repeat that. I already have everything I need to produce the future that I always want. Do you believe it, though? Some of y'all have said that 20 times a day. Y'all, I, I promise you, I, this is my mind, and I'm not boosting me, but God changed my mind. Because I came from that. Like, the me and my family. Okay? That's where I came from. But y'all, God put something in me. He told me, after the Holy Ghost come, I got power. So I got resident stuff in me. Same power raises from dead, whatever. You know, I got, I got it. The Bible says that Jesus is my wisdom. I got the fullness of the Godhead on the inside. Y'all, I promise you, and maybe I'll ask my wife. She can verify. Maybe I'm lying. I never look outward for anything. Like somebody else got to do something to help me so I can do something. Do I? I don't. I always look in. I'm missing it somewhere. It's, it's somewhere in here. It's somewhere around me. It's some, I already got it. I already got it. So either I got to learn how to manage it or I got to learn how to market it. I got to learn how to go reap in that area. But I already got it. I don't need nobody. Y'all, you can't. So I live my life. I've never blamed nobody for nothing. Like, I can't. My life and a lot of bad stuff happened. But I've never said, if this person would have done that, I'd be further. I don't even think like that. Why would you think like that? Because that means you give somebody else the power that only belongs to God. And they wouldn't have did this. They not God, though. If Tyrell would have gave me the 5000 you got 5000 <laughs> I can't say 5000 You might need to give me 5000 No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. If Tyrell would have gave, if he gave me the 5000 I showed him the plan. And but people be mad. I showed him the plan. Somebody just can't see it. Man, that man be rich. We all be rich right now. Unless your stupid plan didn't work, then we all be broke. (laughs) 
God will use people. He will use people. I love what Keith Moore said at Southwest Believers. I want to ask you, are you putting pressure on somebody? For your life? Whether it's guilt pressure, are you leaning on somebody to be an angel investor? <laughs> to help you out? You know, Mama Gina, you know, we lean on we lean in a myriad of ways. Watch this, Nelly. Every time we come around them, we we said. Because we leaning on them. What's wrong? What's wrong, baby? My mama, what's wrong, baby? I don't think I'm going to have my mortgage this month. Well, how much is your mortgage? 2500 Well, how much you got? $50. Are you leaning on people? To do something to help you, cause can't nobody, can't I can't do it. I need somebody to help. If I had somebody to help me, if I had somebody to help me, <laughs> that girl made more money than most a lot of adults I know in two three months with no car. No, I mean nothing. But she say, it's something in me. Hello? And we all got our skills. But if I had a car, though. But I have a place. If I had a place to do it. What's your excuse? Now, you know, we, we, we started in, in the spiritual. We're still in the spiritual. But I'm, I'm, I'm going natural, too. I'm going natural. What's your excuse for not succeeding? And could you have succeeded by now? When you think about not reaching your goal, let's make it pretty. Let's make it just easy, right? 50 pounds, 20, 21. Okay. You can be sad at the end of the year that you didn't lose 50 pounds, but you gained 10 pounds, 20 pounds, right? Here's the question, Alondra. But did you do all you could, though? What's the answer to that, mama? Absolutely not. Y'all, let me show you how easy to lose weight is. Let me show you. Can I show y'all? Can everybody, can everybody look? People want people to staple their stomach, salt their esophagus. <laughs> Why don't you staple your mouth closed? That's the only way you can gain weight. 
true. Did you do everything you could do, though? When you didn't reach your goal this year, did you do everything you could do? When you had the goal of, of saving $5,000 this year, did you do everything you could do? Or did you do everything you could do to spend money when you should have been saving? And then, waste the money at the lottery, man, if I just, if I just hit. No, man. Why don't we stick to the plan? Why, why, don't we, why don't you just do everything you can do? And see, a lot of people lay up, don't do everything they can do, and then expect somebody to help them and feel sorry for them. I don't feel sorry for people. I don't. Especially in America. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be very evocative right now. You know, around this area, a lot of African-American, a lot of African-American men. I've been down to this Walgreens down here. I've been down there. Well-bodied dude with abs. Stand out there to my aid. All right? There's a barber college right here. The owner is African. He's black. And they teach basically how to cut black hair. I've been in there for the last three months. Do you know who's predominantly in there? Hispanic dudes and women. One or two black guys. But they be still standing somewhere, man, I just trying to make it. Bro, why you gonna go do something? TDJ, it's the best time to be black in America. You don't think Black Lives Matter somebody give you some money to go to Barber College? I'm just saying. But we always blaming somebody. Hello? Hypothetically, let's say. Let's say hypothetically, mama. That hypothetically I had a daddy that hypothetically had other children and hypothetically gave them, what what you call it, child support. But hypothetically never gave me none. Y'all, do you know that didn't stop me? It wouldn't stop me? It didn't stop me? You know I ain't worried about some back child support? Y'all, I'm 50 years old. But some people, that's how they do because they have no faith in, in the God that saved them. They don't have no power, no Holy Ghost. So they got to come up with a reason like this man. He came up with a bunch of reasons, but none of them reasons made sense. And at the end of the day, Jesus said, you're wicked and you're lazy. You're wicked and you're lazy. And y'all, in the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, neither God nor Satan like lazy people. They don't use them. Them people out in the world, y'all, they be getting it. And they be serious about they business, whatever they doing. They be serious about it. 
Hello? Anybody ever seen that goofy SpongeBob? Them, whoever made that show, man, they made me up there look goofy, stupid, and people serious about it. They made a market on it. I was in GameStop. You know, some of you men know these men buying these little figurines and statues and stuff. I thought, man, you're buying a video game. They got to have the figurines to go with the statue. There's a whole industry on that. And they made people serious. $100, $200 lifesavers and stuff. Grown men. Replicas of the Star Trek ships and stuff. But they serious about foolishness. And we foolish about stuff that we should be serious about. And at the end of the day, we really don't want to do nothing that bad. <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what kind of dude is this? You know, I just, and I'm, I am the alpha male guy, like the, the dude that just lay around, don't have any ambition, no dream, can just sponge off of people, live off people, just, just never, you know, y'all, it almost makes me throw, like, I can't stand that. And I wonder, like, dude, what's wrong with you? Lazy. Laziness is a problem. And I know ain't none of y'all in here lazy, are you? Nobody in here has laziness as the issue, as the core issue as to why. Do we? And Jesus said, a lot of people are going to miss out in this life and the next for laziness. You know, I heard Pastor Goose say this this morning. No, this afternoon I was watching. Oh. I told Jim, sometimes I think, you know, you think, you know, you did okay on the message. Then you listen to Pastor Goose like, oh. He said the one trait of people going to hell is we said, he said they're weak-minded. They want to do stuff. They know they should. But they're too weak in their mind. And they'll never do it. They'll always go with the flow. The path of least resistance. The easiest thing to do. And he said those people don't have the image of Christ. And he said, I doubt any of them will make it. Now, that's what he said. That's strong. That's strong. I'm going to ask you tonight. I'm going to ask you that one more time. Are you really resolute about your son? Because if you are, let's start with step one. And y'all, that's visible. I don't know Sunday if you started. I don't know next Wednesday if you started. I don't know next Sunday if you started. And, and so you just still sit there. How many of y'all want to? And y'all, just as I was like, I can stay on this message because I got a lot to preach in it. I can stay on it all the way to December. 
Okay, I got I got a serious question. And maybe maybe it's I don't know. Why do some of y'all come here to hear me, but you don't even make eye contact with me the whole service? I don't even get that. You always looking down, or you looking like why are you what are you here for? Are you here to learn? I just want to know y'all. Because y'all, we we in this season right now. And I'm going to tell you, we closer than you might think. I think we closer than I think to the rapture of the church. So my question is, we keep coming, y'all keep hearing, but are you doing? And I'm going to back up. Are you even willing to start doing? For real. Or are we weaker than lazy? I don't want I don't want to hear him call me weak in the lazy. Those things that he's given you in the natural to win with and produce finances for you to live on, which is easy. And then the kingdom, what are you doing with that? Are you just still dreaming and talking, bro? I want to know. What you doing with it? And is there a demand on it? What's your time frame on? Because y'all, we could just be nice little club coming. This is this it's a lecture club. I'm a member of the lecture club. That's what you need to tell people. I go sit twice a week and sit and listen to lectures and, and, and messages and public speakers. Y'all, what else is it if we don't do nothing else? You know, they got book clubs, you know. They got bikers clubs. They have bikers rallies, you know. People just ride their bike. They look. Car car clubs. I never get car clubs. You ever been to one of them car things? They be out there in some parking lot, and they just be sitting around. Yeah, the cars just be there. They just be, what, what y'all doing? It just, it just be cars. They just look at the cars. Be looking. I don't get that. I don't get it. I mean, some of the cars be nice, but to me, like, one time in a lifetime, that's it. They do it every, every week. They park their car and walk around. <laughs> what is that? I mean, are we going to race the cars? What are we doing? So we got the better system. What? It's just, I don't know. Just, what's it called? Car show, right? Car what? Car meetings, yeah. Yeah, they just have car meetings. We just have lecture meetings. Hype rallies. Can we shout about it? But y'all, I want to know if anybody want, want to get it for real. Let's get it for real. All you gap people, 20, between 20 and 30 and stuff like that, y'all. We going hard in the paint now with y'all. We get ready to start our kingdom house for the men. Somebody say amen. 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 Get some accountability. We come, we partner with the kingdom house for, for the women, the, the restoration house. And we're going to get some accountability because people, they just, they didn't have move. Why you not moving though? We got to move. Folks ain't getting married. Like, what you doing? Like, brothers just be like, man, just, 
just, you know, just, just whatever, you know. What, what you mean? Just, you know, you know what I'm saying? Go work, you know, whatever, you know, just, you know, doing my thing. What are you doing? They're not doing nothing. So, y'all, I'm serious, y'all. Are you satisfied with the do nothing of your life? Or keep starting 20 different things and don't finish? Because some of y'all do that and you don't have the finishes or nothing. You, don't, you won't finish. Yeah? So number one, can we find out what God wants us to do? Do we, what, what do we know, right? We do know something. Yes? True no? Okay. So what we know, step number one, are we committed to doing that? If you keep going out with no results, what you need to do? Stop and get the Holy Ghost. But I got the Holy Ghost. What's the evidence you got the Holy Ghost? You got to have some power. And y'all, that's real easy. I talk to people all the time, be talking about they got the Holy Ghost and stuff. And then we start talking about, okay, let's, 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 let's operate in the gifts, though. Well, I, I ain't ready for all that. But what you mean? <laughs> you don't get the Holy Ghost without that. You know, our church, you know, you can opt in to discipleship. I don't even know if this is a message. I'm just talking, but it, it feels like anointed talk. You know, and, you, and, you, and then you people say, well, I ain't ready. I ain't ready for all that. I told Gina, you know, you know what that means? They're not ready. And when Jesus come back, what they're gonna, he gonna, yeah, you said you wasn't ready. They're not ready. They're right. They're right. I'm not ready. But when you gonna get ready though? Ready, set, go. I love you guys. I, I just, number one, I, I want God's will for you. I want to see you reach those markers, right? Some of you do need to get married. You need to get serious about preparing for that. And some of you got married, and then now you're preparing for children. And some of you, like, it's just, but but whatever stage you're in, and continue to push you on till you can, so you can fulfill what God wants you to do. But number two, y'all, I don't get the chance to operate in a lot of signs, wonders, and miracles with the same people. Because signs are for the, and all y'all say, y'all believers and going to heaven and all of that, right? Yeah. So y'all, let's keep pushing in on what God told us to do in the first place. And as we do the little thing, he'll give us more. We saw that in this passage. The people that were faithful on the first assignment, they got more. The person that wasn't, even what they had was taken, and they were excommunicated. So I want to please God, how about you? Let's pray tonight.